Hello and welcome to Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with theindicast.com. Now if you are a regular listener of this podcast series which many of you are you may notice that it's not Abhishek this time it is Aditya and I'm stepping in only for a while. And in this episode we talk about the upcoming issue which is an investment special wherein Forbes India is going to guide its readers on where to invest which areas hold promise and have eminent writers to explain their investment philosophy and guidance for 2015 and to take us through all this i have praveen palande editor capital markets and finance joining us hi praveen hi aditya so how excited are you given that this is again one of those annual things that forbes india does isn't that right what is interesting is like we are doing this for the first time absolutely in a bull market phase because i remember when they started forbes india magazine the first investment special must have come after the financial crisis, crisis. just happened yeah and you know we have been always saying please go and buy equity that was the time when the markets were down with saying go buy equity when in between i think around 2011 i think the markets were like up again we said go and buy equity and uh, 2012 13 we kept on saying buy equities okay as financial journalist or someone who tracks equity markets if you wake up in the middle of the night i'm going to say like you know buy go it. and buy equities <laughs> and there were some people who who kind of actually went and did sips through 2009 till now okay and kept on buying equities like you know good markets buy equities bad markets buy equities so these guys have made some phenomenal amount of money so who should these guys these guys are disciplined they are very clear about their strategy of investing for many many years to come even now they will keep on doing their sip then ilo because the asset class that they hold or keep on buying for the long term over the period it will only deliver returns you know simple things kind of work very well in life okay <laughs> equities is a very simple asset to understand and it works beautifully wow so you also mentioned gold in there and it is known as india's favorite metal however we have seen there has been a falling trend in gold prices 40% of its price it is lost however more recently it's been stable what is the take in 2015 which direction is it heading again we come to this indian and chinese psyche i think we are a very insecure kind of a lot and for us these gold and real estate like we have some sentimental attachment towards these assets which actually do not really yield any return the flip side to this is the us economy one when the, whenever the us economy does well mm-hmm. gold prices are going to fall so the last 3 years we have seen that us economy has done well the equity markets have done well so during these times gold has not worked so any guy who wishes to hold gold he should just pray that the us economy goes down you know sticking to this commodities conversation that we are having right now um mm. oil prices have been sliding uh, do we expect any impact of these low oil prices on how one should look at or change their investment strategy in india and that's great news so the answer is current account deficits will vanish your government finances should ideally come in control interestingly the government is not passing on these benefits to the customer and using it for managing their budgets so i think it's a good thing and most importantly like you know is the interest rate the interest rate would fall those who have got debt or home loans again they would get benefited but now will this benefits be significant the answer is no but over a long long period of time if these oil prices are sustainable it's going to be great for the economy 
and talking about home loans that is another favorite mm-hmm. area where indians typically tend to invest that's real yeah. estate one is by harsh rungta who says that if you look at equities okay on a rolling return basis real estate have not really given any returns to the investor while on the other side uh, you are someone like pranay vakil a great authority on real estate who says that that real estate opportunity is always there but this time maybe the opportunity is not there in the big four cities like you know but if you look at vadodara if you look at uh, some other tier 2 uh, tier 3 cities there is a lot of opportunities where real estate prices will go up so these i think are slightly uh, different views but you know i don't think they are in conflict you know what you're saying is not very intuitive right personally also invest in real estate and it is bound to appreciate has been or the mantra that my father gave me i believe everyone might have received that given that india's population growth and the constraints that we have when it comes to real estate options etc mm-hmm. uh, so it's yeah. it's interesting to get these different views isn't it yeah but you have to understand one simple thing out here is that you know you have to do a bulk investment out there okay and 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 these are not small sums True. so here you have to go with uh, rungta when he says that uh, if someone invested like in in 2001 say 15 lakh into mumbai suburb and that flat is say it is like say 1 uh, crore so 15 lakh became 1 crore these are bets for 15 years 20 years Absolutely. and all in equities the markets are liquid so now let us just kind of look at it this way like you know we should believe in asset allocation you should have some portion of your money in in equities some in real estate some in gold and some in fixed income the problem with indians is like you know 85% of our money is in real estate and you know we are slog and slog to basically deliver on that home loan for 15 years or 20 years whatever like you know so what we need to do is move away from real estate and gold which are like you know which normally any indian household it would be 90% of their asset asset allocation okay. yep say bring real estate down to say 50% which is also huge make the other 40% into fixed income or say equities and i think you you're probably well set the problem is like you know it's selling out real estate i can just remove my one hall and just sell it it would have been easier for me yeah. to do that or i could <laughs> You know, I could have been even happier if I could just remove one flat from one building and just like you know attach it to another building, like how we do it in Lego toys. So, so if real estate was that movable, I think it would have been the greatest asset on the face of this earth. But the bottom line is like you know you should have asset allocation and not really pitch assets against each other. I'm just trying to imagine what the skyline of say Bandra would look like or Nariman Point would look like. But you know what would happen actually if that would have been the case then the real estate prices will start falling because you will create illiquidity in the market. So even if this kind of technology is ever available it will never be implemented for the simple reason that the developer will say like like you know this will bring down the cost of my flat like you know straight forward down by 50 60% because and it becomes liquid. So part of the reason why real estate gets that premium is it's not liquid. <laughs> So let's mm-hmm. let's move on and I would like to talk about does the Modi effect have anything mm-hmm. to do in 2015? Of there, course, of course. There's been yeah. a bit bull run. There are initiatives in place. When do we see the initiatives bearing fruit in the market? And should that how should that impact your investment? So 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 I think uh, you should look at it in this way that in September 2013 Modi's name was announced as the candidate mm-hmm. for the Minister. Now, after September 13, the markets are on a roll. Uh, you should look at uh, a fund like, say, DSP Microcap, which went up by more than 100 percent 
you look at uh, a fund by Prashant Jain's HDFC Top 200, which has 14,000 crores in terms of assets, it's really like gone up. So the Modi effect is there. I think if Modi delivers some part, the market can continue to go up. Now look, that is now as far as the Modi effect is concerned. Now look at the oil prices. Like oil prices are down. That's also going to help the government. So the global economics are such that they are in favor of this government. So should we get scared of this of this rally? The answer is that hold on. I mean, like let us just look for one more year. There are, there are things that are happening. You mentioned about this new government has been lucky with the oil prices falling, and that was also something that was mentioned by by Mr. Nimesh Shah, who's who's the founder of Enam Security. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this issue also has an interview with him. You know, he he being one of India's most savvy investors, he himself mentioned that after all the analysis is done then it is always luck that decides success so what are the take takeaways from that yeah. uh, if you really if you will really ask me i mean see nimesha and all these guys they are like you know those big investors they really understand what they are doing the fundamental investors but if you really ask me what it means is basically just go and buy an index fund if you if that works for you it's a low cost <laughs> fund invest for the long term and uh, basically reap in the returns and there, basically, it's not a skill game. It is more about if India is on a growth path, you will get the returns. So that is that. I mean, again, I'm being very naive about sure. this whole thing. <laughs> so, 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 what Mr. Shah is saying is that at the end of the day, it is all luck. On hindsight, you can justify anything. You can actually use that strategy, put your money in an index fund, get the low-cost benefits, and be there for the long haul. You know that's how I look at it. Because I don't think you and I can analyze balance sheets like uh, Rakesh Junjunwala or Nimesh Shah or like you know these are great investors. Like you know, you cannot put those. And I was I was actually very intrigued and it was interesting to read that even though in despite of being as savvy as you know Mr. Nimesh Shah is, they still uh, in the article it describes his office and it mentions that there are photos of spiritual leaders put up. Yeah, in yeah, his yeah. office uh, or do believe that there are these other factors that also play a yeah. role Nimesh Shah is himself an interesting guy uh, he has made his money and now like, oh, he has become very spiritual and uh, trying to understand where who am I that's what he told us when we met him the kind of insight he has and like you know, very humble person. I mean, I mean, the, the, in journalism, like really great people like us can actually meet people like Nimesha, and like you know, that's I guess like one of the perks of our job. So absolutely, and I think that question is going to be tougher to for him to solve as to who am I, then yeah. you know where to invest. So so best yeah. of luck to him with that one. Right. The other thing that is special about in this issue is the conversation with uh, Atul Gawande, who had written a book called The Checklist Manifesto, as to how to get things right and to create an investment list. Now, now the question is, you know, there are there are plenty of investment books there. What's special about this one? And why did you choose to have talked to Atul Gawande? <laughs> the good part about The Checklist Manifesto is it's not about investing, but it deals at something very fundamental. Atul Gawande wrote this book because he told us that he wants to understand human failure. If you look at his books, uh, if you look at Better, if you look at uh, Complications, if you look at Checklist Manifesto, and the latest one that he wrote, uh, and he was here in India to promote that book, is called Being Mortal. All these books deal with failure, human failure. Okay, now he's a doctor. He uses these kind of concepts for his industry. 
hospital for medicine. So when he talked about a checklist manifesto, what are the checklists that a doctor or a surgeon should use while working in a hospital? For, to do that checklist, he had spoken to all kinds of people. Like uh, he has spoken to people who arrange or manage huge rock shows, people who manage investments and all. And he came out with this idea that if you make a checklist where a complex problem can easily be summed up and you can solve that complex problem. So he went ahead and wrote this book, which was a huge hit. Now, S. Narin is one of the most fundamental guys in investing in India, basically. He is the chief investment officer at ICICM Mutual Fund, ICICM Prudential Mutual Fund. And uh, he read this book and he basically created a checklist which worked wonderfully for him. And then what Narin did, like wanted to extend this checklist to all kind of aspects in his jobs. Like initially he just used it for his equity team and then I guess he wants fixed income team as well. When uh, Atul Dawande was in town, we decided that let's get these two guys together. And you should just see that conversation. We got a video out there. We'll be putting it up on our website. How these two guys talk about their fields, like uh, Gawande talks about his field as a surgeon and is questioning Narin about investments and Narin is questioning Gawande about how, uh, about his industry. Okay, so, you know, we, these are two different kind of industries, but both have their issues, both have risks, both are complex in it, in the nature, while uh, you can always say that uh, that a surgeon always deals with the most serious aspect of risk. Narin deals with financial risk. How do these two kind of gel together? And I think, like, you know, that was something, like, you know, I really enjoyed about this issue. You got to just see that conversation happening out there. Um, yeah, yeah. So on that note, so thanks a lot, Praveen, for your time. And if yeah. you are interested in subscribing to the Forbes India magazine, please SMS Forbes to 51818 and to get your latest copy. That's about mm-hmm. it. Bye-bye. Bye.